Hey, y'all, if you're enjoying this podcast, take two seconds, send it to five friends. Um, some of the top episodes would be the self-confidence, masculinity, and the Byron Rogers podcast if you want to send uh, some of the top ones to them. Otherwise, just take 30 seconds and review it on whatever podcast uh, application you use, whether it be Spotify, YouTube, Google, iTunes, Amazon, any of them. Thank you. Today's podcast is brought to you by AssaultLimited.com. Even when you aren't saying anything, you're saying something. Let your gear say the right thing for you. That's where Assault Limited comes in. Assault Limited offers tactical versions of things you use every day. The Assault Pen is a great quality, intimidating looking pen with a pinpoint tip used for self-defense or to break glass. The Assault Spork has so many different tactical uses, we only have time to highlight a few. It's a spoon, a fork, a wrench, a carabiner, and a bottle opener. The possibilities are endless. The Assault Pencils and the Assault Straws... Well, they both look pretty badass, and they both tell political correctness to take a long jump off a short bridge. When you need things and you want them to be the best quality while issuing a statement to anyone else who sees, look at AssaultLimited.com. Also sponsoring today's podcast is Urban Savage, U-R-B-N-S-V-G.com. The best quality apparel available. American-made t-shirts and sweatshirts that fit great with the quality that will outlast the creepy battery bunny. The Date Night Tee, which is the badass's version of the subtle embroidered logo t-shirt that so many of us grew up with. And the hats are 100% American made, not just embroidered here like so many others. Ooh, and those sweatshirts are so damn comfy. The next time you're thinking about scoring a new piece of gear, remember to check out urbnsvg.com. Last but not least, today's podcast is brought to you by A3 Body Protectant. A3 was designed when Martin noticed that Hawaiian surfers who spend their entire lives in the sun had radiant, healthy skin. After plenty of awkward questions about how seriously they take their skin care, he learned the secrets. Hawaii's best kit secret is now available at A3Equip.com. That's A3 eqip.com a3 is a truly natural cream that can be used as a skin lotion a lip balm a hair conditioner honestly anywhere you want to keep moist and healthy get yours today at a3 eqip.com all doctors to the er do these guys have any idea what they are talking about talking about talking about Get squared away. Spiritual. Get squared away. Emotional. Get squared away. Mental. Get squared away. Physical. The podcast that'll help you get squared away. But physical. That that pretty much covered physical. Um, the emotional pillar. What? Emotional growth is a little bit different, right? We talk about physical all the time. But what does emotional growth look like? Um, emotional growth has some different aspects to it because when we talk about emotions, um, first and foremost, when we start to talk about emotional growth, part of it is being mindful. You need to even be aware of what's going on emotionally before you're ever able to start to hack and improve those emotions. And Part of that is, is your mindfulness practice. And what is mindfulness practice? Well, mindfulness practice is really just your brain watching itself. That's kind of the easiest way to explain what mindfulness is. Yeah. Is your so. brain watching itself? Yeah, I'd have to get the old Google. I don't even know how to describe it. So... How do you improve your brain's ability to watch itself? Well, mindfulness, we're going to call it meditation, which I hate using that fucking word because people get all freaked out and they're like, I can't meditate. And it's like, this isn't meditation. This is really just breath control. Well, the definition is a type of meditation in which you focus on being intensely aware of what you're sensing and feeling in the moment without interpretation or judgment. So I feel like mindfulness meditation, that's the definition, but not just mindfulness. Is there another definition? I feel what like it, there should be a second definition that's not. What it means to be mindfulness. That's kind of the sentence. That is, does not sound right. Awareness of one's internal states and surroundings. Mindfulness can help people avoid destructive or automatic, automatic habits and responses by learning to observe their thoughts, emotions, and other 
present moment experiences without judging or reacting to them. Yeah, I like that one. That's mm. right. So how do we improve that? Well, the, one of the best practices to improve that is mindfulness meditation. Now, get rid of the woo-woo word meditation because it's just a word that is used, but it's not scary like it needs to be scary. Mindfulness really is, mindfulness meditation is you practicing watching yourself from inside. So there's a million different YouTube videos. There's probably 50 apps that you can download. You can find podcasts that do it. But really what you're doing is you are taking your brain and you're thinking about your breath. You're thinking about what you're thinking. And then when you start to think of other things, you'll kind of wander off like a little kid at a, at a target. And then when you realize, oh, shit, I wandered off, you bring it back. And you start thinking about the breath again. And so all, there's, there's simple ways to do it. You can think in and out. You can come up with a fucking hokey mantra like transcendental meditation teaches you that everybody gets their own special mantra and you pay five grand and they'll give you your, your magic word. Um, but it would just be two syllables. It could, be, it could be fuck you. It doesn't matter what it is. But you're just going to Think of in, and then you're going to think of out, whatever you want to say. And you're going to do that continuously. You're going to relax yourself. You're going to watch your, watch your breath, basically. And then when that toddler starts to fucking wander off down the random road in Target, <laughs> you, get, you, you grab them, and you bring them back, and you watch it again. And you can do that for a minute. You can get good at a minute. You can see that it's nice and relaxing, and you can up it to two minutes. Go crazy. Go five minutes. You can do it once a day. You can do it twice a day. Hmm. Just think of some sort of regular practice. And that individual, if you want to teach your kids mindfulness, a great way is to put a stuffed animal on their chest. And then when they breathe, they can watch their stuffed animal go up and then watch their stuffed animal go down and teach them to control the up, which is the in, right? And the down, which is the out. And they can just (laughs) slowly watch that stuffy go up and down. And that right there is teaching them mindfulness. They'll fall asleep. Eventually they might fall asleep. What about like a cold tub? So when I get in a cold tub, I really got to be mindful of my breathing. Yes, 100%. (laughs) um, I would assume that that is controlling the breath. So it's going, it's, it's got to have some improvement, right? Oh, yeah. Because by the time you get your breath settled, you could be in there for a good five, you know, five minutes, no problem. I don't even do the cold tub. I just get in, my daughter made me get in the pool the other day and it felt like a cold tub. <laughs> okay, not that. Uh, kids, uh, they don't even feel the cold. They don't. It's crazy. She's like, get in the pool. I'm like, it's 68 degrees. She's like, it's yeah. fine. Like, yeah, it's fine until it hits my balls. That's yeah. when I'm like, Ugh. Yeah, try getting in a cold tub. And yeah, just I all know. of a sudden you're like, boom, drop your throat, man. Yep. You just got to relax. Yep. Um, so what, when you start to think of that mindful practice, so let's just, just start to do it. It doesn't matter what your end goal is. All your goal is is to teach your brain to be better at watching itself. Mm-hmm. Because once you can improve your brain's ability to watch itself, the world opens up to you because once you are watching yourself, you're aware of your quirks. You're aware of your habits. You're aware of your emotions. You're aware of your instabilities. You're aware of your bad habits. You're aware you all of a sudden become more aware of all this shit. And if you can become aware of a negative action before you do the negative action, right? So if we just think about um, somebody cutting you off in traffic, right? Somebody that's not mindful, somebody cuts you off in traffic, your fucking heart rate goes up, you start breathing heavy, you bitch at him, you fucking lay on the horn, you're pissed off, right? When you're aware of those things, you still want to do all those things, but you catch yourself before you do them and you go, it didn't hit me. They clearly need to be somewhere before I, I need to be somewhere. Fine. Move on. And then you go back to whatever you're doing. And it's this magical thing. And it's the same Mm. with 
eating and the same with talking poorly to your spouse. It's yelling at your kids. It's instantly needing a drink when you get home. It's all, all of these different things. When you become mindful of what your brain is doing, you're able to cut off the bad shit and implement the good shit. Yeah. <clears throat> I think they talk a lot about mindfulness as being, being present. You know, not focusing on the, the past as you're meditating. Stop thinking about things that have happened. Think about where your state is right now. But, you know, personally, I'm, re- I'm immature mentally. So whenever shit like that happens, like somebody cuts me off, I've been using the, have you ever heard Benny Hill uh, yakety sacks? I don't think so. You haven't? I don't think so. None of them. You are missing out, man. Am I? So for our listeners, you know, if you if you're a little high strung sometimes like me when I just I get pissed off and I just can't let it go, uh, I've learned to play uh, yakety sax in my mind. Okay. And then I just apply it. So I, as I'm watching the shithead in front of me driving, all of a sudden I'm like playing yakety sax in my head. And I'm like, eh, I guess it's not so bad. All right, that's fair. I mean, and and that's right. Like everybody's got their own. Everybody, and that's the thing. If you're not trying, yeah, you never you never develop these little hacks. Yeah. Then you just you'll laugh. But you never heard of it? No. Well, let me play that for you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know that you that was called Yakety. Of course I've heard that. Boots Rando? Yeah, of course, I, of course I've heard that. Yeah. yeah. So I play that in my head and it just like makes everything better. It kind of makes them look like a dumbass in a clown car. Yeah. Like in your exactly. head. You're like, oh, look at this dipshit. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I like that. And I can let it go versus, yeah. you know, wanting to like. But if you weren't mindful, ass. you wouldn't be able to play that in your head and you wouldn't be Correct. able to turn them into a fucking dipshit in their, in their clown car. And yeah, you wouldn't be, be able to calm emotionally yourself down. captive to that. When the thing is, is that person is going to get to wherever they're going to get to. And you're still going to, they, they affected you. They dyed your fucking Kool-Aid. They pissed in your Cheerios. You're yeah. going to be eating pissy Cheerios, right? Like, that's your choice to eat pissy Cheerios. You don't need to eat pissy Cheerios. They're going to do whatever the fuck they want to do anyways. Yeah. You're not going to change them. Yeah. Don't eat the fucking pissy Cheerios. I know. But it's always more fun if you end up in the same parking lot as them. And then you get out of the car. Yeah, that's oh, a little, you know. That's, well, hold on, though. Because you've seen some stupid shit happen. Putting yourself in a situation like that. You know? No. I'm just saying if they, you know. Hey, they cut you off. You end up, uh, you know, freaking grocery store. You get out of the car and it's always, you know, some little fucking, you know, half wit that needs to get their ass kicked. And then you kind of look over and you just laugh. It's like freaking yakety sacks. Yep. Yakety sacks. And they look at you and you're like, you know, this big Asian clown. I mean, I'm not a big Asian. I'm not a big Asian clown, (laughs) but. Oh, one thing I wanted to say White about the gorilla. one thing I wanted to say about the physical <laughs> is, it, what's the saying? The best, the best defense is a good offense. Best offense. Best is a offense good is a good defense. Best offense is a good defense, yeah. right? Like, if if we're alone, or with our or or with our spouses in a park at night, pretty unlikely that somebody's gonna fuck with us. Like, I try. It could. Like, they could. It definitely. There's a chance. Yeah. But it's but the but the, the the percentage of chance that they're gonna fuck with us is much less than if like you're a little fucking Steve Urkel dweeber, right? Like he's yeah. gonna get fucked up, fucked with a lot more than we're gonna get fucked with. I tried to put on like a baggy hoodie. Right? Like I don't even need to like I, I don't like I'd like to get mugged. <laughs> I agree. Listeners, you got anybody that, you know, wants to mug somebody, I'd like to get mugged someday. <laughs> I agree. But what I'm saying is like just by looking imposing, you reduce the amount of shit that you have to deal with tenfold. Yes. Except for the little fucking drunk dude at the bar that always wants to fight the big dude. You got to deal with that. But anyways, that was, I wanted to get that out with the physical. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> the little drunk dude. Oh, little dudes are hilarious. They're like chihuahuas. They fucking bark so loud. <laughs> sorry I if haven't you're, had to deal with that. Sorry so. if you're a short guy out there. Um... Supportive relationships. I mean, I will say that that my relationships with my friends and my family are probably um, probably my favorite part about life. They really are. Um, when somebody just spending an hour or two hours with somebody, just talk, you don't have to talk about anything, right? Like you just you just 
having fun, just talking shit, right? Yeah. Those are some of the best times. It doesn't have anything to do with the money we spent on dinner. It doesn't have anything to do with the wine or the cigars or, or, the, or the workout or, or anything. It's the person. It's the person that makes it. I can go to a $1,000 dinner with a dipshit, and it's still a really shitty dinner. Right. Yeah. Or I can go to or or I can go to fucking five guys with two great friends and it's a great fucking meal. Right. Yeah. That's uh relationships. Relationships. Surround yourself with good people. How many podcasts have we done on that? And I still feel like we still haven't scratched the fucking surface. I know, but it's one of the most important things in life. You know, it's uh <laughs> remember when you talked about the cabin? I think I gave some, I slapped out there. It was like, oh, you shouldn't be, you know. There's some people that think that they're just going to be in a cabin and avoid people. And you were talking about that. Well, it's that person's just experienced some negative people is the problem, which is 100% true. Yeah. So everybody needs a circle. Yeah. Everybody needs someone to confide in, right? And hopefully that's like your, you know, your better half too somebody to confide in and you know help challenge you to take the next step so yeah it's 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 hard to find that nowadays you have a lot of people that are just enablers you just go to a bar and all you see are enablers yeah if you didn't lose it at the bar you're not finding it at the bar um reduce and, and right like you can't just i mean i guess you could in theory but very rarely do people just completely turn their lives upside down and change everything about who they hang out with. But yeah. what you can do is reduce the time with the shitty people yeah. and increase the time with the good people. And man, let's say you do a 5% swing every few months. In a year or two, it's all of a sudden like, oh, those shitty people have found new people to talk to. Yeah. And the people who, the people who I feel like when I hang up the phone and I'm like, that was a great fucking conversation. Like, those are the best. Yeah, I I found myself at dinner last week um, with a bunch of people that I am just not on the same page with. And uh, I looked over at one guy and he looked at me and he knew exactly what I was thinking, because all he wanted to talk about was like um, reality TV and social media. Like everybody, they were taking pictures of their food to post on their fucking Instagram. And they were talking about I, some like, I guess I don't know any reality TV, but this sounded like the dumbest oh, yeah. shit I have ever fucking heard of. It was like. Real Housewives of fucking Hoochie City or something. I don't even know what it was, but it was awful. And the guy looked at me, and he just started laughing. And I put, like, the finger guns up to my fucking head and, like, <laughs> aimed it back. Yeah. And, uh... Somebody shoot me. And, and he goes, he goes, you gotta, you gotta go under your chin. I go, no, 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 no. You go under your chin, you're gonna blow your face off. You gotta go right up the front and aim through the... Fr- and aim up through the fucking <laughs> skull cavity. Um, he's like, do you need a hug? <laughs> but, oh. but that's how I felt. I was, like, looking around, I'm like, I don't fucking belong here. Yeah. Like, I feel dumber because of these fucking conversations. And that's fine. They were, they probably love that because they were all on the same page. Yeah. I just was not on that page. Well, yeah, it's, you really have to, yeah, I don't know what, you're, <laughs> what that would have been, but it's, there's so many good people out there that you can go find them. It's just, uh, you can't go to the same environments and expect that, you know, you're going to find different people. So, you know, it's, I think we talked about that in one of the other podcasts is, you know what, sometimes you got to spread your wings and just, you know, this is uh, what you're interested in. You need to go to that environment, whether it's a function, whether it's a group or just walk up to somebody that looks interesting. Um, yeah, it's just this recently, I mean, I've met up with, uh, you know, some, you know, hard ass operators and it just makes me laugh because we always have very good strong deep conversations and you think that oh it's it's got to be over like whiskey and cigars no a lot of times uh we get you know 10 operators and we're sitting at an ice cream shop everybody's ordering you know some foo-foo uh bowl of ice cream <laughs> i had my i had my two scoops of you know of crazy wacky flavored ice cream coconut coconut something they put like chocolate in it, like that but you know but those are the times that yeah it's like you said doesn't matter. You don't have to be at a, you know, $1,000 steak dinner. Sometimes it's just, yeah, a bunch of, you know, battle-hardened operators in a, at an ice cream shop sitting outside enjoying the freaking weather and just, you know, talking deep about each other's lives and, you know, wondering what's going on. And, and we, be, be real with people. Once you trust them, right, and you're not going to trust them right away, but once you trust them, just be real. Oh, yeah. You know, don't, 
you don't need to sugarcoat shit. If they're your friends, they're going to understand and they're going to want to help. And it's not even helping isn't even just helping. It's just listening. Like just talking about some shit, right? Just, oh yeah. This is, this is what I got on my mind, man. This is, this is what I'm dealing with. Oh fuck, man. Yeah, that sucks. I've been through that. I have no idea what that's like, you know, yeah. just being able to talk about it. Girls are great at talking about it. Guys are fucking awful. Girls great, really great at talking about though. I don't know with themselves. I'm assuming they are. That's a, that's definitely an assumption the way that I said that. I don't really know if they are. I don't, I don't know. We'd have to get a female on here to tell us the truth about that. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, Seek professional help, man. If you like, it is not, it is not weak to, to talk to somebody that knows what the fuck they're doing. If, if, if you don't know your car, and you had a squeak going on in your car, would you just be like, oh, I'm just going to figure it out? Maybe. But realistically, are you going to if you don't know anything about cars? Probably fucking not. Right. You take it to a mechanic that knows what they're doing. You know, if, you're, if your ice maker won't make ice, do you just, you just fucking start tearing into your refrigerator and pulling panels off? Or do you call the fucking appliance repairman? Yeah. Like, well, you got YouTube. So, I don't know. so these are all <laughs> shitty examples because these are everything that I just said I would do myself. But... um. Trying to think of something. something hey, there, there's some really great online counselor. A friend of mine just started a, a business, and it's been, I think, pretty good. And he does counseling and takes appointments online and does a weekly Zoom call. That's awesome. So, you know, if you don't feel like that, you want to get into an office and, you know, sit on a leather chair, you know, lay down and tell all your thoughts, just, yeah, look up. Uh, there's a lot, I think there's a lot of online counselors now. Yeah. Great online counselors. If you're looking for therapists, um, the rapist, the rapist. <laughs> Thanks for that. If you're looking for therapists, I know if you're actually trying to change something with your mental health, um, cognitive behavioral therapy is one is a definite one to to look into. Um, there are a few other cognitive or a few other um, types of therapy that are actually have some scientific backing behind them. Um, I know CBT, which is cognitive behavior therapy, um, actually outproduces uh, SSRIs, um, selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors, so basically antidepressants. Um, they're now fucking around with um, mushrooms, with psilocybin mushrooms and therapy. And I think two, two therapy doses of psilocybin and therapy level doses of psilocybin along with the right set and setting and a therapist drastically outperforms um, antidepressants. Hmm. And after you're done, it doesn't go away, right? Like if you, if you stop taking your, your I'm trying to, th- I keep trying to think of a name of, a, of an antidepressant, but I can't, val- val- no, not Valium. Whatever. Anyways, if you don't even know if you're done, ta- if you stop taking one, like that shit goes away, and you have to go back to then repairing whatever you you had fucked up. Whereas like therapy, and especially the psilocybin therapy and the cognitive behavior behavioral therapy, they're actually rewiring the brain, the way that your brains work, and it's it's like fixing the actual root of the problem, not just you know spraying some some grease on a fucking squeaky wheel. Yeah, that makes sense. Um. Set boundaries, man. Like, if you know that somebody at work is, is, is exhausting, then don't take fucking emails or calls after 5 o'clock. Or if you know that your mother is literally just going to call and bitch about your sister, just tell her. When, she, when you pick up the phone and she starts bitching about your sister, be like, Mom, I'm not going to listen to this. If you want to talk about my kids or something else, we're good. But I'm just not going to listen to you, you know, bitch about Sarah. You know, yeah. it's just not going to happen. Um. Boundaries are, are so important. No, I have to agree. I mean, even in the, just in one-on-one relationships, just knowing what the different people you deal with, you got to set your boundaries. It's not a wall. It's just, you know, understanding where your limits are and where their limits are. Then I engage in activities that bring you joy. Um, man, I think that there's a good percentage of people that can't even think of like what brings them joy if they really start to think about it. Really? I, I, th- I, th- I think so. Be depressing. Jeez. Right? Um, I mean, I know some people eat. It brings them joy, but. But so, th- and that's, so that's my thing. I think that they all go to, they all go to pleasure, yeah. not joy. 
And so if you actually, if you, if, you, if you push back, joyous. right, if you push back and you go, is that pleasure or is that joy? Then I think that the second is like, oh, I don't know. I think that's where, that, that's what I'm trying to get at with that. Is, yes, yeah. you're right. I think a ton of people knows what, know what bring them pleasure. Yeah. I don't think very many people know what bring them joy. Right. Right? But a lot of people won't put that effort in. And that, that's the self-awareness. Are you aware of yourself? Do you, is, it, is it fishing? Is it building something? Is it writing poetry? Is it painting? Is it playing with your kids? Is it, fuck, I'm trying to think of a million different things. That, yeah, that, is it trying something new? Yeah, is it, weekend, is it learning you know? something new? You know, I, I, I learned the stupidest thing today. But you know how great it was? So, you know, on cars, the electrical clips, yeah. right? I fucking built electrical clips today. Like, I had wire, I had an electrical clip that went bad in my wife's car, and I ordered the kit that come with all the little metal inserts and all the fucking yellow rubber yeah. pieces. And, like, I actually connector? made the connector to replace the connector Instead of just buying a piggyback connector and fucking soldering it on, yeah. I actually crimped all the ends on and slid them all inside the connector to replace a bad connector. Like, that was fun. Well, it was tedious. It was little, like, stupid, tedious, like, fucking, your, your family probably should have done it for me. Their little small hands would have done it a lot better than my big fucking fat ogre hands. Small hands, big cock. Come on. What are you talking about? That's not what she said. Um, but that was fun. Like, I love learning new things. I know that yeah. about myself. Yeah. It's, uh, it's trying new things. Like, my, my youngest daughter just uh, turned 22. And she, uh, to my surprise, went skydiving. That's awesome. Yeah. That's my uh, one daughter that uh, couldn't get her to rock climb like my older daughter. But it seems like she's, uh, she wants to go bungee jumping next. And it's just, yeah, she's just grew into this person that just wants to try anything and everything live That's life you know awesome yeah 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 i got sent the video and uh it looks like they did a burn in like slid into the landing eh. but it's an experience yeah she got up she was smiling so that's awesome so know know in yourself what that is because i think that there's a ton of people that don't know what that is and then this one's interesting. Um, healthy work-life balance. I think that this is, if you have work that stresses you out or work that, right? Because there's, there's, there's different types of people. And there's people that work is part of them. But it doesn't negatively affect them. And then there's people that, Work is literally just a means to an end. That's all that work is. It, it pays the bills. It makes sure I can go skydiving on the weekend. It pays for, you know, my kid's school. That's all work is. If, if that's you, then, then foster a healthy work-life balance. But don't worry necessarily about work-life balance if you're the type of person that enjoys what you do. If you don't mind working then make sure you still have to foster a healthy balance make sure that you're not doing it more than you should be spending time with your family right but that's with everything you need to have balance you can't spend too much time on yourself you can't spend too much time with your family you can't spend too much time with work you can't eat too much ice cream like anything needs a balance there but don't stress yourself out about taking a call at 6 30 at night if you like talking to your customers Right. Like, that's okay. Right. And if your wife bitches at you about it, then she's not supportive of you anyways. And, and tell her, honey, I don't, I don't feel like you're supporting me because that didn't bother me to take that call, but it bothered you. So you shouldn't let it bother you if it didn't bother me. I, I, I would appreciate it if, you'd, if you could please support me in what I enjoy. And I, I enjoy my work. Yeah. Now, if you took the call in the middle of when she was, you know, when you were helping your kid get ready for a big math test, then I guess you're an asshole, but whatever. Yeah. And for some of us, you know, we, we have to take calls at night because dealing with other countries. Yeah. So that's what happened last night. I bet. The kid had to put himself to bed. Yeah. So it's tough. I mean, I had a buddy that stopped over to pick up some stuff from my house yesterday and, and I didn't expect him to hang out and he's like, Hey, you got any cigars? 
I was like, oh, yeah, I got a few. And we sat on the porch for two and a half hours. Like, I didn't intend on that. No, I intend bedtime. It was damn near close. I was like, <laughs> I, I was, my daughter came and knocked on the window and she was giving me like the, I'm going to bed. And I was like, oh, it's time for me to put her to bed. And then I think he stayed for like 20 minutes longer. Oh, really? She was, she was still up when I, when I went to put her to bed. Cause I got to get my, I got to get my lovies every night. My, and my, my talk time. Oh, she's always on my ass. More talk time. I was like, I've been in here for 10 minutes. Like it's way past your bedtime. Just, just one more minute. <laughs> just one more minute. And then oh. I'll go, I'll go, I'll go. All right, what do you want to talk about? I don't know what you want to talk about. <laughs> it's always the same shit, but boys and girls are so different. Oh yeah, so different. Like and, all... and right, like all humans are different. Her love language is quality time. Yeah, hundred percent. Her love language is quality time. So it's it's literally just spending time with her and showing you that you love her. Yeah. Do you know your kids' love language? Maybe that should be the next thing that you should invest yourself into learning. Yeah. Each kid is different. I got four of them, and they're all different. Yeah. So my youngest likes to, we don't do the loveys. He likes to wrestle around and I just get him into a leg lock and just pull his arms up and just start jabbing at the armpits. And then he just uncontrollably laughs and people think it's torture, but I think he just, he asks for it all mm-hmm. the time. So. It, and that is very much a, that's very much a, a, a male. It's not testing. He's not testing you. But it is, he's, he's learning. He's learning, like, what is okay, what's not okay. He's learning how to, you know, physically be around other people, other males. He's learning, like, this is all learning. And he's not consciously doing it. It's all subconscious. But, right, he's, like, he's, he's getting attention. He knows that, that you like to do it, too. And he's loving it. And it's, it's yeah. raising all of the oxytocin. energy out. He's, he, you know, he's, he's raising all the oxytocin and dopamine and, and epinephrine and serotonin in, in his brain. And it feels good. So, yeah. you know, but some kids are going to, like, some kids want you to sit down and, and just color with them. Yeah. Yep. I remember my daughter's like yours. She would just sit on my chest and just talk. And talk. And I'm in her bed, and the problem is I fall asleep. Uh-huh. <laughs> and she's still up. I'm like, what the? Um, I mean, I think that pretty much covered most of emotional growth, um, spiritual growth. Why don't you take spiritual growth? You're so much more spiritual than me. Spiritual growth. What does spiritual growth look like? Well, spiritual growth is, um, I was looking at, I think we talked about before is, you know, with, it's just like the physical. There's fuel and there's exercise. So spiritual growth is in order for you to grow, you have to put the right food in. So what are you feeding yourself spiritually? You know, from, from my side, I mean, as, as, as a born-again Christian, because there's people that grow, grew up in church, called those Christians. They may, you know, judge some of us that, you know what, we had some experiences in our lives that brought us to that and the crazy part about it is a lot of a lot of hardened operators have become christians in the last like three weeks so guys like sean ryan if you ever check out uh vigilance elite um he talks about it uh chris beck Kristen beck part of that journey detransitioning uh he also you know had a spiritual awakening too you know, Tim Kennedy, you know, a lot of the guys that, you know, we've even brought on here like uh, Byron Rogers. So, but, you know, to be, have that spiritual growth is you got to, you know, you got to feed yourself and you feed yourself, you know, on the Christian side with the word, you got to, you got to read. If you want to know more about, you know, more about God and more about Jesus, more about, you know, what's going on or how to be a Christian, right? The Bible is basic instructions before leaving earth is, is the acronym. It's not technically why it's called the Bible, but for stupid people like me, that's how you remember shit. So, um, so you gotta, you gotta read to feed basically. And, you know, if you want to grow spiritually as a Christian, you have to communicate. So, and that's what prayer is. So, you know, I've talked about it before is my prayers are stupid. I don't have the King James prayers like, you know, the pastors do. I probably can't do 20, 30 minutes of prayer, but you know, I've fallen asleep at a prayer meeting before. Like, literally, I just sat there and was like, wow, this is comfortable. And boom, I'm out. Next thing you know, I wake up and everybody's like moving around, like, oh shit, what am I doing? What did I do? So, 
But yeah, I talk to God in conversation, you know, throughout the day or when I wake up and, you know, I don't do the Santa Claus thing. There's not a lot of growth. If you treat your spiritual life, whether it's, you know, whether it's God, whether you're a, I don't know, Buddhist or whatever, if you start treating it as a Santa Claus, like we talked about before, is like, well, when things go bad, all of a sudden I need this as a crutch. There's no growth in that. And then you're just using it as a, oh shit. Now I got an oh shit, you know, moment in my life. I need it as a, you know, you're white knuckling the rosary or you're, you know, breaking case. I need to, you know, do a thousand Hail Marys or, you know, burn three million incense to my, you know, dead, you know, whatever the Hindus do. So, um, so it's practice every day, just like you exercise every day to get stronger. Well, you have to exercise your, your faith every day to have a strong faith. So. Part of that is, is talking about it. Part of it is sharing that with other people, sharing your experiences, you know, where, you know, I've had miracles happen in my life. A lot of these other guys that I know have had miracles happen in their lives, you know, like, uh, if you listen to Tim Kennedy or Sean Ryan, yeah, there's a lot of things that have happened. There's spiritual stuff we saw overseas that, you know, you don't see here because there's so many shiny lights and technology and, you know, distractions going on that sometimes people don't stop and have that, you know, that meditation to even see, you know, part of spiritual growth is just being quiet, is being quiet and being able to sit and just notice the things, notice the, you know, wonderful things around you, the, you know, the things that have been created sitting out in the woods, you know, there's a lot of spiritual growth for people that, you know, take a walk out into like a national, you know, park or by us, there's what, Devil's Lake. You know, go by yourself and just, you know, get in touch with, you know, the creation, get in touch with what's out there, get in touch with, you know, everything except for the things that are beeping and that little shiny phone that's in your hand that, you know, keeps begging you to, you know, click on it and look at it. So, yeah, that's, um, I mean, that's how I basically look at, you know, spiritual growth is you got to feed it, you got to exercise it. If you don't, it just withers away like a muscle, right? You get atrophy. So it's a little different from what you have in your notes, but no, it's, it, it, I mean, it honestly, it, it kind of aligns with everything that's in my notes. It's, you know, mine, mine doesn't have a deity in it, but it's really all the same exact ideas is what you're saying. And, and I love the way that you put it with the, the fuel and the, and, and the work, right? Because you got to have the knowledge. doesn't matter what your spirituality is. You got to have the knowledge of what that means, but then you have to have the practice. and that practice how many people i'd be curious to just sit downtown with the you know thousand dollars and one dollar bills and just be like hey you know let me ask you one question for a dollar you know when was the last time you had an hour or half an hour of uninterrupted time in your own brain yeah not a lot of people are gonna you know answer to that one right no 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 device yeah fuck yeah it's it's tough and i mean that's where i think you got in here yeah connect with nature it's like you know a lot of times uh you know for christians out there they'll say yeah god comes in the quietness god comes in the peaceful time so you know a couple weeks ago yeah i went up to an area gibraltar rock you know that area no i don't but i'm oh i think i've been there but i can't think of where it is so it's about, I think, half hour, 40, you know, minutes from here. But, you know, to to walk up and just get away from everything and to get up in the, the heights, you know, they, they have the cliffs like a devil's lake. You get up on the rocks and you see nothing but the hawks circling and you hear nothing but, you know, maybe a little scamper of little animals. But just having the wind blow and just uninterrupted, not no traffic, no stores, no phone beeping. It allows you to, yeah, have that that mindfulness you know that meditation time and you feel that connection and you know like you know god's with you so um you know part of that rolls into you know i see you got here is practice forgiveness and i tell you that is probably the hugest thing and it's probably mentioned so many times in the bible is you have to forgive and you got you you may not forget forgiveness doesn't mean that you know somebody wronged you 
you forgive them and then you're just going to let them keep, you know, walking all over you. No, it's you forgive and then you move on, you move forward. Um, I always tell my kids, it's, there's two ways to look at life. If you if you don't forgive and you're constantly bringing up the past, it's uh, totally identical to driving a car, but you're always looking in the rear mirror. What's going to happen? You're either not going to move that vehicle or you're going to crash. And, you know, the rearview mirror is there to just to remind us, just glancing back at, you know what, that, those are things that have happened and those are things that have made you who you are. But you have to focus on being present. And what's present is the front windshield, okay? That's what we talk about with mindfulness too is understanding, be aware of where you are now. What are you doing now? What are you doing to help you move forward? You know, take the lessons learned from everything that's happened in the past in the rearview mirror. Because the rearview mirror is only about less than a tenth of the size of the windshield. So just glance back. That's all. I I got my... A lady misunderstood what I was trying to say this week, and she bit my head off. But the Jeez. funny, well, the funny thing is, is she, she had a great point, but it, it was zero relevance to what I was saying. But it was a great point. She said, um, she kept, she said, forgiveness isn't for you. Forgiveness is for me. Because you're going to be gone oh. no matter what. And if I'm still stewing or I'm still hurt or, or, or whatever that emotion is that I have, then I need to forgive so that I can let it go. Because I need to move on. Yeah. And I was like, and, and, and it was a great point. It had nothing to do with what I was talking about. She came in halfway through a conversation. I was trying to explain, I was trying to explain the Kanye Jew thing to, to, to a friend. No. Oh. And she like completely took it out of context. Um, but it was a great point that she made. Like forgiveness isn't for that person. You know, if, if you're yeah. fucking, if you're, if your mother treated you like shit your entire life, forgiveness isn't for her. Forgiveness is for you. So you can move on. Yeah. Because guess what? You're going you're gonna to become 50 or 60 or 70 no matter what. You can become 50, 60, or 70 with 30 years of growth behind your belt because you, you got over it. Or you can become a damaged 50, 60, or 70-year-old that's still holding on to that fucking pain. Yeah. Yeah, you got to forgive and move on and get out of the line of fire. And I've had closed off, you know, relationships, you know, even with uh, fosters at. It's just, you know what? You got to get yourself out of the line of fire. You're just going to keep getting hurt, but you have to forgive. Otherwise you're just going to grind yourself into the ground being pissed off at people that guess what? They don't care. So also they were, they're fucked up human beings. We're all fucked up human beings. Yeah, we are. Like I've done fucked up shit in my life. hundred percent. Yeah. We all, we all have. Yep. Um, if you do it, you own up to it, but you know, if it's been done to you, you just, you get out of the line of fire and don't hold a grudge, just move forward because otherwise it's going to stop you from being the best person that you can. It's going to stop you from attaining that potential. Yeah. Uh, mental growth and the mental growth is an interesting one because so many people just stop mentally growing when they hit, you know, a certain age in their life. They they'll they'll learn new things if they get taught new things at work. But realistically, how many people do you know that like they the only thing that they've learned in the past 10 years is like all the new players of the new sports team. Yeah. You know uh, what I mean? That's pretty accurate. Right? They know everything that they knew up until 25 or whatever. Like they grew until 25. Yeah. And then at 25, the only thing that they literally grow in is either work or, you know, their one sport or whatever. Yeah. But I know people in their 50s, 60s, and 70s that are like aggressively against learning anything. Because what they've known, what they've known is it. I mean, here's one great example is freaking dish soap. Okay. So no matter what dish soap comes out or what science comes out to say that, you know, well, this product works better than this one. Well, you know, I know some people that like Joy dish soap and swear by the fact that Joy dish soap does a much better job than anything else. But you and I know if we walk to the grocery store and we look at that same shelf and pull off like Joy 
palmolive, some other Dawn, whatever, and you flip it over and you look at the ingredients, they're almost identical. You know, it's just degreaser. That's all in that shit. So, you know, there's healthier stuff now that they make out there. But no. It doesn't work near as good as the chemical shit, though. Maybe. I mean, it, depends. it all depends. It, 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 fucking, a clean dish is a clean dish. Does it matter? Like, there's no 50% cleaner. Yeah. Clean yeah. is clean. Yeah. So, whatever. Stupid. But yeah, I know what you mean. So, but they're, they're like, are... stuck in their ways. They they have their emotional connection to, to items. Yeah. But, like, man, why wouldn't you want to learn new things? Why would you not want to grow your brain to keep up with life? Because some people don't like change. You know, there's there's growth mindset and there's the fixed mindset. Some people are. Yeah, you're they, right. They, you're 100% just, they're right. stuck on the fixed mindset. Yep, you're 100% right. They know what they know and that's all they're going to know. Yeah. Um. Well, you they don't listen to this fucking podcast anyway, so peace no. out, bitches. We're all growth <laughs> mindset people here. Um, continuous learning. What does your learning look like? My learning looks a lot like um, audiobooks. Videos when I need to learn something physical um, and podcasts. That's a lot of what my growth looks like. Uh, everybody's got their own thing, you know, but for some people, they do have the time to sit down and read physical books. And that's, that's great. They probably get more out of it because you know what happens? There's a lot of times where I've listened to the last 20 minutes and I have to fucking rewind because I didn't actually pay attention to the last 20 minutes. Yeah. Um, that is just skill learning. Right. Um, how do you grow your actual mental ability? Well, the brain is like a muscle. And if you are constantly challenging it, it will get better. Um, if you're 50, it's not going to get near and better near as quick as if you're fucking 16. Mm-hmm. It's just the human. Our, the shitty thing is, is these meat wagons that we are here with. We're really meant to do one thing, and it's fucking make babies. And after you get past fucking make baby level, <laughs> really, there's not much optimized. Well, the meat wagon is your form of transportation, so some people better, you know, work on that so they don't uh, end up. Uh, but you know what I mean? Like for for throughout evolution, once you once you're past reproductive age, there really wasn't much use for you. You're just babysitting all the new ones. Exactly. Um, so you have to actually consciously stimulate your mind to keep it growing. So what does that look like? Well, it looks like learning. And I know I've talked about the nun study a million fucking times, but if you haven't heard it yet, here's the fucking Reader's Digest version. Thousands of nuns were offered their brains to science after they passed. The best thing about nuns is they pretty much live the same life. They eat the same. They sleep the same. They're very similar. So when you're judging, when you're, when you're looking at the way that they develop, it's, you can really try and kind of crack down on the differences between them. Yeah. And nuns that were nuns that taught, nuns that were constantly learning, nuns that were constantly reading, had a similar amount of arthrosclerotic plaques in their brain. Now, arthrosclerotic plaques is what a lot of the cause of dementia. The nuns that were constantly growing and constantly learning were building new neural networks in their brain by learning. And all of those memory, old memories and those old knowledge bases were finding new ways to get through those new neural connections. And they didn't show near the symptoms of dementia as the nuns that were stuck in their ways, fixed mindset, were never learning new things. They only knew their, you know, their prayers and they did their same get up, do the same thing every day, go to sleep. Those nuns had dementia and they showed dementia. But the brains looked very similar between the two nuns. So that means that the more that you're growing, the more that you're improving, the more new neural networks you're creating in the brain, the healthier you're making it. Yeah. Meditation, real meditation. Mindfulness meditation. Now, this isn't just a mindfulness practice. This is actual mindfulness meditation, you know, 10, 20 minutes a day as an actual practice. Yeah. Scientifically shown to grow the gray matter in the brain. Gray matter is where a lot of these thoughts happen. Yeah. Um, puzzles, strategic games, learning new things with your kids, having deep conversations, 
reading books, podcasts, documentaries, learning looks different to everybody. Um, those things are so imperative to your mental growth. What else? I think, uh, you know, the mindful awareness in the daily life is also, you know, for some of you guys out there, it's great to practice, um, situational awareness everywhere you go, because guess what? We go places every day and to practice that with your family, you know, what's going to happen. It, it's like playing chess, but now you're applying it to real life. Cause my son, my son and I play a lot of checkers and chess. He likes checkers because it's very analog. You can only, you only have a character that moves a certain way that can convert to another character. Well, chess is very dynamic because you have multiple characters move multiple ways, lots of variables. Well, if you take that kind of thinking, and instead of just when you take your family out to eat or when you're going to a store, at, you know, let's say in the evening, or if you're walking down, I don't know, you're on vacation and you're walking down one of those streets that have all kinds of, you know, fun stuff on it, and there's a lot of people, or you're at Disney World or something, you start running these situational awareness exercises in your mind, and that is like playing chess. You start it's almost like uh, you're almost like the Terminator is the only way I can explain it because sometimes in my head everything scrolls through like that is like you analyze a situation that you're in as you're walking. You analyze the people that are in that area or in that room. You analyze the exits. It's um, It really helps stimulate your brain, helps you kind of, uh, what do you call it? When players, some of these pro players, they, they say that, oh, when before a game they envision playing the game and they envision winning the game using these strategies and that helps them deploy that when they get in the game. Well, for me, that's how situational awareness works is I'm mentally deploying it. And if I have to deploy it, it's just, it's second nature. You know, it's like training, right? Training takes over when the shit hits the fan. So, and that's something to help your mind constantly be stimulated because what I find with fixed mindset people is they like everything comfortable. Everything has to be like within this little box. And if something is outside of the box, you know, God forbid, then all of a sudden they have a freaking breakdown. So life isn't like that, you know. Unfortunately, that's none of us have, you know, everything all nerfed where, you know, we're so protected that life isn't going to affect us. So therefore, don't think like that. Um, I like this one here. Diverse perspectives. Uh-oh. Are you able to see something from the other person's side? You don't necessarily have to agree with it, but are you able to emotionally see where they are coming from? That one's a t- that one's an interesting one, right? Yeah. Like even if we want to talk about we want to talk about the the vac stuff, you know, yep. everybody everybody wants to talk about um what the what what the jab could have done physically to people you know i got all i know all these people and they're coming down with all these different diseases right yeah that's scary yeah the one thing we don't know is what would have happened if those same people got actual covid we don't know and if you're you have to be able to say you're right it could have been worse we don't know i don't know there's no substantial studies out there but to be able to have the conversation I mean, that's like half the battle now. So, and there's so few people. And it's like I talk about, uh, um, like I said, I, you know, the friend that's gay and that, that I work with, um, you know, incredible person and some of the best conversations that I've ever had because he allows me to ask those questions. And we're not on the same political side, which is fine. But we're able to have sit down and have a conversation about it, and it helps helps me understand where they're coming from instead of me just grouping everybody in you know one stable. I'm like, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, so, and and the thing is, is like it's not we we do this bullshit thing, um, especially politically, where it's like I don't want lazy people mooching off the welfare system, so I don't think we should have welfare. And then the opposite side doesn't want poor people's kids to fucking starve. So they think everybody needs welfare. Well, the reality is neither of those two fucking things. The reality is, is this beautiful wash in the middle where, yes, there are some people leeching off the system. But, yes, the system is also saving 
hundreds of thousands of kids from starving every fucking day. Yeah. And both of those things are accurate. Yeah. And the, the crazy part about it is that we all have that commonality, whether it's we have difference in politics, difference in beliefs, difference in how, you know, how you want to fuck somebody. <laughs> I don't care. It's, we all have a commonality that, guess what? We're not here. We don't want people to die. We don't want kids to die. You know, we're not thinking the worst of everything. It's just, we all have that commonality. If we just would start there and then be able to talk about these other differences, you know, we'd be a lot stronger population. Yep. Obviously we can get in that conversation. Obviously the government really doesn't want that. But, no, you it's, know. it's a lot harder to raise money for your, for your tribe. It's a lot harder to raise money for your sports team. If you're also commiserating with the other sports team, yeah. right? It's a lot harder to say, give me donations because me and this guy agree on the same thing, <laughs> right? Like that yeah. shit don't work. Yep. And it's like the old verse says, you know, house divided against itself can't stand. So if, people are divided they're a lot easier to control so memory enhancement um there are oh what is that word mnemonic 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 johnny mnemonic mnemonic techniques um memorization exercises activities that require recall such as memorizing poems and playing memory games there are so many apps now that have been shown to improve your memory. But hold up. I am going to tell you right now that 99% of people that think they have a memory problem do not have a memory problem. No, they have an attention problem because they are not paying attention to the specific thing. And then they think they forgot it. But the reality is they never even really realized what was going on to actually remember it. Yep. It is an attention problem, not a memory problem. But you can't improve memory as far as recollection, like real memory. Yeah. Hey, so just like in spiritual growth, you took all those Bible classes. Didn't they make you memorize some verses? Uh, no, you didn't have to memorize Oh, anything. you didn't? We got papers. Oh, man. We got papers. Wow. Um, seek out diverse perspectives. Um, keep your brain fucking healthy. And that means... Taking care of it if you hurt it. That means eating healthy. That means sleeping properly. Do you know if you're an APOE3 or AP, APOE4, right? If you haven't done your genetic testing, then eh, how many people do you have in your family that had um, brain issues? Dyslex- not dyslexia. Um, what the fuck am I thinking of? I just lost it. The fucking word that I just said dementia. five minutes ago with dementia. Dyslexia. <laughs> I, I may have dementia. I may have dementia. How many people in your family have dementia? If you, if, you're, if you have a lot more people in your family that have dementia than, than the average human or mm-hmm. people that have died from dementia, you are likely to have shittier genetics when it comes to your body actually processing those arthrosclerotic plaques. Yeah. And that means you need to sleep more. Um, but the biggest thing is just take, take care of the meat wagon. and the brain will be healthier if your body is healthier. It's the same as the heart will be healthier if your body is healthier. And the same thing with all of this, everything that we've said here is this is all to make it so that you can perform the best in a real life. So out of all of this, you have to actually live a real fucking life. You don't, you don't just do this shit. Yeah. You do this stuff in preparation for living your life. Yeah, and I mean, let me add to that is like you're doing this so that you can have a better quality of life, okay? There's people that live a long time, but you can't spend the last 10 years of your home or your life being in a, you know, assisted living, being a vegetable. You know, there's people out there, I don't know, I followed some crazy people on Instagram. There's like, you know, 93-year-olds that are bodybuilding that look like they're, yeah, in their 60s and really active. You know, and that's the quality of life that, you know, I don't want to have. I don't want to be a burden on my kids to be wheeling me around a home and, you know, playing, you know, bingo, being assisted and somebody changing my piss bag every, you know, five hours. So. Well, she's hot. <laughs> um, 
All right, we're at, we 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 hit it. We we rocked that one. We got through it all. I didn't know if we were gonna make it through it all, but uh, I think that's a wrap. Peace out.